ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So going back to all your fears for all your those years of singing, and now here you are. How do you get over that? How do you get? How did you get over your fear to get up on stage? Oh, I didn't get over it. It's still there. <laughs> how do you, you know? deal with it? That's the thing. It's just kind of making friends with it. It's just like, okay, well, you're gonna be here, so let me figure out how to how to deal with that. Um, I think I I lived so much of my life not allowing myself to live the life that I always wanted. And I know how painful that was for me every day because it was this voice that constantly told me, go sing, go do this, go do this. And I would either break down and cry or I would get frustrated and completely like close up and shut down. And so now for me, my desire to live life and my desire to do this outweighs the fear. So it's still there. I still get on stage and like my hands are a little bit shaky, but it's getting better the more repetitions I have. And I know we'll talk about, you know, some of the other things from my past, but I was, you know, being in athletics for so long, I'm taking that mindset into the industry and into music. And it's just like, you have to show up. You got to be on the field. Like you don't have a choice and you're not going to die because that was what I was telling myself for so long is you're going to die if you get on that stage. That's it. You're going to die. And so yeah. now I realize, oh, wait, I'm not going to die. I just have to get through it. And I just have to breathe and just trust. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Because you don't keep a pretty girl waiting, pretty lady, pretty, pretty woman, lady, pretty lady, waiting. pretty lady. I always want to say pretty woman, and it's the fucking name of a movie. Pretty and then you like lady. said, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say woman. And then you said, and then I said it again. And then I said pretty girl, which sounds even worse. Anyway, without further ado, country music sensation. Time Whit- to call girl up, bitch. <laughs> Whitney Miller, Wet Willie, riding fucking right. water slide. <laughs> oh, now you're all professional. With wow, you. I'm professional. Now I got the real mic. I got the headphones. All right, know. you got you got to turn needed. that you got to turn that mic up a little bit though, so we can hear you. That mic's a okay. little quiet. That one is yeah. You heard your better before, but as long as you can hear us, I can hear you. Can there you hear me? Go. Is that oh, better? Perfect. Yes, absolutely. We, we want to hear you. We want to hear you. Nobody's here to hear us. Believe me. No, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, it's your show. <laughs> so before we start, I just want to point out his shirt. <laughs> Cowgirl up. That's what I'm talking about. Casa Rosa. Hey, how much time have you spent on Broadway? We were just there. We were just actually. there. So, you were. Yeah, we were just there a couple weeks ago. So and we had to go into her, her bar to check it out, have a drink, and uh, went to her shop just because I, I I really liked it. I liked her colors. I liked her scheme. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the shirt. I like it. I'm honestly jealous. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to have to get one of those. It's going to look a lot better on you than it does on him. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a female cut shirt and he just had to have it. I love it. 
So tonight when we were about to do it, I'm like, you know, she's a Miranda Lambert fan, right? Like you have to put that shirt on. <laughs> so true. It's true. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys just making me feel so welcome. The girl shirt. And it looks like you have some margaritas there. We Heck do. Yeah. We margarita up for you. Right <laughs> Cheers on. to you. Are you drinking with us tonight? I am just having a, a strawberry lemon probiotic soda <laughs> oh all right that works too started off it's... so good oh wine some okay uh, yeah i know i did have That's a right. wine before this but i have an early morning writing session so okay i, I would you know keep it under wraps for a little bit awesome, awesome. writing or writing writing gotcha. writing songs yeah so let's introduce our guest whitney miller country music star and we uh we came to know of you through matt Novesky. Yes. Um, he was on our podcast and raved and raved about you. And Aww. that's how and that's how we found out about you. And then we started to do our research and went, how the f did we not know about this woman? There's a lot to know. She's done so much. <laughs> oh, like, I know. Like uh you're you're you have a lot to talk about. So um you do you want to start with country music since most of the people that watch these things watch the beginning? Let's get that going so that people Let's do it. Yeah. So how how did how did the music start where did where did the love of music come from let's not forget that you just released a song and yeah, video yeah Six, i did a week a week ago about yeah i released my single diamond country about a month ago and then the um music video for diamond country just came out about a week ago and cmt premiered it on cmt.com and heartland premiered it on their broadcast television so it was really shocking to me i just could not believe that this was actually my life because leading up to this i don't have the story that's i've been singing in bars since i was 12 or i was in sure. choir or i did all of these things i was absolutely petrified to sing really like it, my biggest fear to the upteenth amount that you can wow. imagine yeah so um but i've always wanted to sing when i was 10 years old someone in my family told me that I couldn't sing and I took that to heart and oh, I'll show you. I know. Right. Well, at that time, it's like, I probably couldn't sing. Right. I was 10. Yeah. I was messing around in the living room. I yeah. probably couldn't, but I really internalized that and, and didn't allow myself to sing ever. I was yeah. terrified. And so it completely shut me down. It was my biggest fear. And I did all of these other things to kind of scratch that itch. And um, finally, Matt Novesky, he was the one that wow. kind of opened that door for me. What a I decided, guy. I know, I owe him so much to this because I would not be where I am. That's why I'm wearing my Icarus Bell shirt too. So. I saw your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got to shout out Matt. We, he, we love him. He, he's incredible. He's really incredible. And I, I finally got to the point to where I knew that if I didn't pursue singing and creating music that. I was just living kind of a half-assed life. I was, sure. I, I wouldn't be doing exactly what I would want to be doing. And I didn't want to be on my deathbed saying, if only you did that, what yeah, if? Right. Um, and so I started taking vocal lessons and my vocal coach had me come into Orb Recording Studios in Austin and sing a song and Matt happened to be there. And he's like, you know, I'm not looking to take on any other artist. It's not where I'm at right now. However, I feel like you have something. And so if you want to go down this path, you just have to tell me and I'm here to help you. Wow. Which, wow. you know, at that point, 
you think, oh my God, what an amazing opportunity. But here again, this is my biggest fear, y'all. Like <laughs> totally this. And so me saying yes to this wasn't just, yeah, sure, let's give it a shot. It's me going up against my biggest fear every single moment of every single day. And I just kind of adopted this mantra of just say yes. Like, we're not going to do this to yourself anymore. Just keep saying yes and see what happens. And so I said, all right, Matt, let's go. And, so what's um, the time frame of like when you awesome. hired the vocal coach to meeting Matt? About, I would say, three months. Jeez. Three so months. it's like, let's dive in and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I go about my life. I, if, if you get to know me, it's not a very slow paced thing. <laughs> it's either like a hell yes or a hell no. You've, you've never um, swam in the shallow end, I'm guessing. No, that's not my style. You <laughs> yeah. know, I want to do a backflip in the deep end. Like, right, right. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got, he said, let's go. You said, let's go. And did, and then you wrote this song, the uh, Diamond, Country. Diamond Country with him or not, or with who? No, I didn't. I wrote a few other songs uh, prior to that that we recorded that's on my website, um, WhitneyMillerMusic.com. But I actually wrote this song with Penny Painter, who's in my kitchen currently because she came up to Nashville to work on some new music okay. um, with me. But I was telling Matt, I'm like, I really want to write with a female writer because at that point in Austin, I was only working with males, which is great. I had a great time doing that, but there was something that I wanted a perspective from the female perspective. And I just kind of thought maybe it would be different. Um, and sure enough, he connected me with Penny. And ever since that moment, like we're just writing together constantly. Oh, here she is right here. Bing. Ah, hi, Penny. <laughs> I love it. That was a like a show. She comes through the curtain. <laughs> I love it. Our first cameo. I love it. Yeah. From somebody that wasn't a, from not, in, we've had a lot of uh, dog cameos. People, people's dog end up in, but yep. that, that might be our first person cameo love it <laughs> it's a good one to have i'll tell you that yes yeah yeah for sure so obviously sure. you two kicked it off right away we absolutely did and i mean she walked into the room with my favorite coffee and it's a very specific favorite coffee that no one would know would to order me that and she ordered it exactly to a tea because that's what she drinks and so she walked in i'm like oh we are gonna be best buds <laughs> let's go so Perfect. and what was that yeah, what's what your, coffee your coffee? So I love my coffee from Summer Moon in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, and it's a quarter, a quarter cinnamon. Yeah, just a quarter cinnamon. Okay. <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Is there more instructions to it? I guess not. <laughs> like, I guess it wasn't that difficult actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it meant a whole lot to me. Right. right? Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. So, yeah, we got in the writing room that day and it was either I wanted to write like a sad breakup song or I wanted to write this big over the top party song in your face. Clearly, we went with the the former and um, it was it was such a fun. It was such a fun, right? Such a yeah. fun, right? And the, and the video is a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, um, we're going to work on the bonus points. We'll We'll put the dance on our YouTube channel at some point. I will hold you to that. If we make that happen, I would die. He's Please the dancer of the group, that. so I'll let him. I'll let him do it. Okay. With All my right. Cowgirl up, girl, with your cowgirl up shirt. I mean, yeah. you already have the shirt. You're halfway there. <laughs> I don't have the shiny shorts quite yet. Mm -hmm. 
don't worry, I can get those for you. Oh, perfect. There you go. Don't don't you worry. I got your back. (laughs) That video is so much fun and so shiny. And yeah, it's a lot of fun just to watch. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. It was we recorded that outside of a outside of Austin at a ghost town, actually, where um, uh, Westworld was filmed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a very, very fun time. But it was May in Texas. Sorry, we have another cameo, which is a cat over here trying to get into a box. <laughs> <laughs> and another we love cameo. Animals. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was May, so almost 100 degrees, Texas heat, no AC in this like just ghost town. And we brought it. We had so much fun doing it. <laughs> You could shit. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. It, the, the video definitely sh- definitely has the same vibe as the song. They they Thank match. You. It's great. Perfect. So, definitely gonna start the party. So, um, I know one of your one of your musical influences or or loves is Miranda Lambert. Who else? Who else kind of inspired your your love for country music? Gretchen Wilson. Okay. Gretchen Wilson for sure. Um, I also grew up listening to Patsy Cline and Johnny Cash. I love Bonnie Raitt. I love Susan Tedeschi. You know, so it has that kind of like grungy rock feel, but you know, I'm from South Texas, born and raised, grew up hunting and fishing. And so if I wasn't listening to country music, I would have been kicked out of the family. So it was just, it's just in my blood. So I wanted to just merge those two worlds. And I think that's what you see in diamond country. There is like a lot of pop in there as well. Um, But some of the, some of the new music coming out is going to be a little more kind of Bonnie Raitt rock country okay. vibe i'm okay. excited excited cool. to hear it and Thank I, know you. I know you wrote the uh um the ballad with with will from from blue october as well and and yeah he's uh obviously a fantastic musician as well what was that experience like that was amazing i mean that was early on when we started writing because he was my guitar instructor too okay. which getting guitar lessons from will knack is wow. just did insane. you play it all before that uh, hardly at all. Okay. okay. Hardly at all. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was very, very cool. And I'm the type of person that once I find someone or something that I love, I just don't want to like use anybody else. So it's been hard trying to find another guitar instructor. Oh, I bet. Because yeah. I'm just like so partial to to Will. Yeah. Um, that's what Zoom's for. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Thank God for technology. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that was a that was a great experience too. Just sitting down, we wrote, and we'll that's called Go Ahead and Make It. And we'll be releasing that coming up in the next, uh, probably around March of next year. And the way that his mind works is is very different and in a very cool way. He just brings out different emotions and thoughts um, within you that I feel it's hard for other people to do so. So it was a very comfortable space for us to just like go back and forth on different ideas. It was It was awesome. That's cool. How many songs have you written with him? I think we have we have maybe like we have a break your heart, go ahead and make it. Um, and I think we have maybe one other that's unfinished. And I mean, I still talk to Will often. And yeah, so we sure. kind of go back back and forth on ideas for songs. And if he has an idea, he'll ask for my input on it and vice versa. And I know he's going to come up to Nashville here and, and we're going to write some more together and yeah. see what else we can create. I was gonna say he joined. He joined uh, somebody. Who did he join up with? Some somebody in the country world. I'm not. We're not big country music fans, and we fully admit that. So I I, start, I don't remember who he. I know he joined up with somebody. Yeah. So he's playing for Parker McCollum right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 
which yeah. is exciting. It's yeah, very it's cool. good for him. For him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah he's a amazing. Great big move. We saw him perform with him over the summer. I think maybe it was Fourth of July, and okay. he just crashed it. Crashed nice, it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna? So you started out with with lessons from him. Yeah. Was he intent to write songs to begin with, or learn guitar, or what? Did one morph to the other? It, yeah, it kind of just morphed in, into one another. I We started off doing guitar, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of went into, well, let's write a song and see what happens. And I think he had some of the chorus already, because at this point, I mean, this is probably almost two years ago, a year okay. and a half ago, that we wrote Go Ahead and Make It Together. Mm-hmm. And he had some of the chorus, and then I'm the type of person that really has to write from personal experience. I try to draw on any sort of personal thought or experience or emotion that I have, it's harder for me to put myself in kind of a fantasy world, which I think a lot of people do. And I, mm-hmm. I would love to have a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of like riffed off of, well, you know, this came up for me recently and there was this cute boy. So let's write about that. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> so is break your heart from your experience or from his? A little bit of both. A little of both. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. That was pretty mm-hmm. deep. Yes, it is a lot of emotion to that one for sure. For sure. Very much so. Cause I think he had, he had the line break your heart. And we started talking about that. And for me, I've, I've heard that I break hearts and I don't (laughs) want to do that. (laughs) Maybe we need to explore that at Arab Avenue. Why do you feel you need to break hearts? (laughs) No, I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. And so that was, that was where we just started like diving into that. And it's just like, sometimes you're with somebody and you just know that you're going to end up leaving the relationship or Mm -hmm. it's just not going to be right. You just have that kind of gut feeling, even though you don't want to feel that way. And that's kind of how the the song was birthed from that and just diving as deep into that as we possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. And you should have ended it before, but you just hang on too long. Yeah, exactly. We've all been there. been there. there. Yeah, all been mm-hmm. there. That's for sure. That's what we were thinking. We're like, everyone has to relate to this song. Oh, of just yeah. staying in a relationship a little bit too long or way too long. You know, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Right. right. So <laughs> that's for sure. Is there is there any chance we uh, are we going to hear your your voice at all on in the background of the Blue October album since you're. <laughs> I mean, they've got I don't like think... three parts of an album coming out. So. I know they have oh so God. much coming out. I can't wait for it. I yeah. mean. If I was in Austin, maybe, but now I'm, I, oh, you know, I moved to Nashville true. now and I'm fully in the country pressure cooker. <laughs> so how, yes. How it, long? That's a good way to put it. It is a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. It seems like the whole city. Yeah. When did you, how long you been in Nashville? I moved here in January. So oh, okay. So you been close to a year. Okay. Which wow. is wild. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those just jump in and <laughs> go eat. So are you, out, are you out playing the circuit on Broadway then? No, I'm not playing on Broadway, okay. but I am doing a lot of writer's rounds. I probably okay. do a writer's rounds once or once or twice a week. I just played the listening room here recently. And yeah, we saw they some have another. Video. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. Great yeah. venue. Yes. Um, and then I have a big show on Monday for Whiskey Jam. Yeah. yeah like which I'm very excited about and pretty nervous. That'll be my first full, full band show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. And what venue mm-hmm. is that at? That's at Winners. It's a bar here in town, but Whiskey Jam is kind of a, I was talking to someone recently and they're like, oh, wow, that actually will. I was talking to Will yesterday about it. Okay. He's like, that are, that's a rite of passage when people play mm-hmm. Whiskey Jam, because if you look at everyone that's played Whiskey Jam, it's 
astronomical. The people who have CMAs, who have number one hits, who have oh. like really made it big within the industry, they all kind of start on that on that stage. So yeah. fingers yeah. crossed. All I'll follow yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Good luck to you. That uh, that's an exciting thing. So going back to all your fears for all your those years of singing, and now here you are. How do you get over that? How do you get? How did you get over your fear to get up on stage? Oh, I didn't get over it. It's still there. <laughs> how do you know? deal with it? <laughs> that's the thing. It's just kind of making friends with it. It's just like, okay, well, you're gonna be here, so let me figure out how to how to deal with that. Um, I think I I lived so much of my life not allowing myself to live the life that I always wanted. And I know how painful that was for me every day because it was this voice that constantly told me, go sing, go do this, go do this. And I would either break down and cry or I would get frustrated and completely like close up and shut down. And so now for me, my desire to live life and my desire to do this outweighs the fear. So it's still there. I still get on stage and like my hands are a little bit shaky, but it's getting better the more repetitions I have. And sure. I know we'll talk about, you know, some of the other things from my past, but I was, you know, being in athletics for so long. Yeah. I'm taking that mindset into the industry and into music. And it's just like, you have to show up. You got to be on the field. Like you don't have a choice yeah. and you're not going to die because that was what I was telling myself for so long is, you're going to die if you get on that stage. <laughs> That's it. You're going to die. And so yeah. now I realize, oh, wait, I'm not going to die. I just have to get through it. And I just have to breathe and just trust. Yeah. So uh, so are you getting more comfortable once you get on stage then? I mean, I know a lot, like a lot of the musicians we talk to have kind of the same story. They're pretty nervous until the minute they walk on. And then once they get out there, kind of they're in their place and then they feel good. So are, are you starting to feel that? <sighs> Not yet. <laughs> you know, not quite yet. It's well, you got till Monday, so I know, right? I have <laughs> no, till Monday. No pressure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I better figure it out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, not for me. It's still very present even when I'm on stage. So I have okay. to I have to either, you know, sometimes I'll close my eyes when I'm singing. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it's just like reminding myself of why I'm doing this and just taking some deep breaths, but the nerves are there from the moment. I, I know that I have a show coming up like, for example, Monday, um, even afterwards, because I also have the fear of people judging my performance. They and will. And of course, which yeah. is obvious, like, yeah. of course they're going to judge my performance. Like that's right. a part of this whole thing. But even mentally, people coming up to me telling me, oh, you did a good job. My head's like, oh, are they just lying to you? <laughs> you know, so it's like it's this whole process for me. And it's definitely getting much better. And I can say that I've never been happier or more excited about how my life is going. So oh, all great. I know is I just keep saying yes to it. And I'm going to show fear what's up. Well, that's, yeah. It had to give you a lot of confidence that Matt Nevesky said, hey, I see something in you. Yes. Yes. I mean, right there, that's he's not lying to you. He didn't need to. Right. Right. And that's what he said. He's like, I don't I don't necessarily even want to take on another <laughs> artist, you know, but there's something here. So if you want to, let's go. <laughs> you I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huge confidence. Well, yeah. well, we'll we'll see if he's crazy or not. I, I think you're wrong. I don't think he's crazy, but <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. So going back, let's uh there's so many things to talk about. You were a professional wake surfer. 
you were Miss USA. You were a kickboxing commentator. You've been in the ring. Yeah. What is the timeline of all that? Well, how does this all come? <laughs> what what came how first? How do you decide? <laughs> what do I do first? <laughs> it's like I, I look back at my life and I feel like I've lived so many different lives and just pivoted yes. in, in very different ways. And I think for me, it's just kind of chasing, chasing that fun and chasing the experience of it. My parents always told me, you know, Whitney does what she wants to do, even when I was a little girl. And it's true because I don't necessarily take people's words for it. You know, if you're like, hey, this margarita is really good. I'm the type of person to be like, cool, let me try it. <laughs> so I know for a fact if I like it or not. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I go through life. Um, and I was, you know, I was crowned Miss Texas during that time. I was a professional wake surfer. Oh, and wow. okay. so, yeah, in college, I was a professional wake surfer. I got a call. They said, Hey, do you want to come compete in Miss Texas? And at the time I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but a few days later, as cliche as it sounds, I had this feeling like you have to go do this, like, just go see what happens, you sure, know, like what's yeah. the worst that can happen. So a week later, I was borrowing dresses, shoes, heels, filling out my bio, doing the whole thing, went and made a vow to myself to just be as Whitney as possible. Don't try to be something I'm not. And it really worked out well. So I won Miss Texas, crazy enough, went on to Miss United States, won Miss United States, and um, was still competing at wake surfing when I was Miss Texas, but then moved on uh, when I was Miss United States. Okay. And during that time... I um, was working, I was dating a guy who owned a company called On It, and we had a bunch of um, fighters that were coming through. And so I just started training, yeah, jujitsu and kickboxing, mainly for fitness purposes, sure. but then realized, oh, this is kind of fun and really challenging. So of course, oh sign gosh, me up, let's be crazy, you know, <laughs> and uh, decided, okay, when I hand my crown over as Miss United States, I'm going to make an announcement to be the first national beauty pageant winner to go into fighting. And <laughs> <laughs> what an I, idea. You I know? love it. I love it. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so I did just that. I <laughs> handed my crown over and started training jujitsu and took a bunch of jujitsu matches. I'm a blue belt in jujitsu now. And okay. Um, and you from, still train? You know, I haven't trained in a while. I need to get okay. back on the mats bad. I keep yeah. people here in Nashville keep inviting me to the gym. So I think I'm going to have to get back out there. Yeah, okay. for sure. Get back out there, but it hurts. You know, <laughs> that's the one thing that, that keeps me from it is your joints hurt. Your toes will break all oh. the time. And like you get choked out a bunch. It's, <laughs> it's a whole, it's a Sounds whole thing. fun. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like human chess, but just know right? that you're going to go home and everything's going to hurt forever. <laughs> as long as you're doing it. Sure. <laughs> it's like, sure. So but you got in the ring as well, didn't you? You you actually had a fight? I did. Yeah, I went to full fight camp in Thailand and then I went to full fight camp um with Tony Jeffries, a bronze boxing medalist uh oh. in Santa Monica. Okay. And he was my coach for that actual fight and we did a boxing fight and she was a she was a, a veteran fighter. She had like seven fights and the thing is I didn't want people to say, "Oh, cuz on it was throwing the fight." So okay. I didn't want them to think, oh, they're just going to put Whitney in there against a, an opponent, you know, that she can knock yeah, out. Just, right, right. No, I wanted to go in there and like I had a plan that if I get knocked out, 
all I know is that if I raise my hand from the canvas, everyone's going to cheer for me. <laughs> but at least I have that. <laughs> at least I have that going. Did, yeah, I love it. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I stepped in the ring with her and it went super well. It wasn't necessarily a sanctioned fight, so we can't say that I won. But on the judges court scorecards, oh. I won. Yeah. And um, from there, got a job with Glory Kickboxing and traveled the world as a kickboxing commentator for a couple of years. Wow. So you decided that talking about it is not as painful as getting punched <laughs> in the face. Exactly. It doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> that makes sense. I can just talk about other people getting punched in the face and not yes. get not get punched in the face. Jump after one fight. So that's impressive, you know, to be able to go from one to the other so quickly. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. you got any desire to get back into the ring? Because Cowgirl here said he'd fight you. Oh, man. <laughs> Cowgirl, you might win. I don't know. Oh, my God. No. Oh, yeah. my God. You're the nicest person quick, ever. <laughs> I'll say that. I do. I have the itch every once in a while. Oh, do you really? Lie. If there was some sort of you know, charity event that made sense for me to step in the ring, I would be like, sign me up. Well, I know, I know to, you to punch someone. You just want to punch someone again. I just like the whole competition aspect of it and training really yeah. hard. I enjoy and having like a goal to compete towards. Well, you, sure. well, you know, you know, Jason Ellis, you just got to go to Ellis Mania. He'll hook you up with a fight. It is true. He's <laughs> been, we've talked about me doing Ellis Mania multiple times. We, we, we are big fans of Jason as well. We saw him at our local comedy club and we were big fans. We, we, uh, we've never had him on. We, we've tried. We're hoping someday, but we love him. He's great. Yeah. He's amazing. So, yeah. That would be a great place. I mean, obviously he'd, he'd hook you up with a good fight. Cause <laughs> you know, he would, I mean, but they have all kinds of crazy fights. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Blindfolded and. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Duct taped and like just come up with the craziest idea yeah. you can think of. And they've probably done it times 10. <laughs> Crazy. We, I know we kind of went right into, but so what got you into the surfing, the wake surfing? And I apologize. I didn't know it was a profession. How did, I mean, how do you get <laughs> college? You said, did you start in college or did you start before that? I started a little bit before that. I, you know, I grew up in on South Texas in Corpus Christi. So on the coast, mm -hmm. I was always on the water. We were, you know, my dad was a professional sailor. He used to race oh. Hobie cats. So all okay. we did was, you know, try to get on the water as much as we possibly could. And sure. so we started wake surfing a little bit, but at that time they didn't have wake surfing boats. So we're wake surfing behind an outboard motor Ooh. boat, which is clearly not safe <laughs> but we figured it out and had a really good time and we're here to tell the story so that's all that matters that's all that matters you survived right exactly um so you know we did that and then i got into college and was in the wake boarding scene and went to wakeboarding competitions went to wake surfing competitions and it was just kind of very similar similar to corpus a little bit because i was in austin and there was a big lake there and so there was a big lake life and I just kind of fell fell right into it and was competing in wake surfing as, as much as I could on the weekends. And I was a camp counselor teaching wake surfing and wakeboarding as my summer job and in college. And yeah, it was it was such a good time to, to do something you love. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, can't yeah, beat that. you can't be mad at that. Mm -mm. <laughs> can't be mad at that at all. Right? I miss that here so much because I still wake surf as much as I can. Okay. Um, but it's not as big here in Nashville as it is in, in Austin. So I just got to like figure out how to create it. There you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you, there's yeah. something to start. I'll find a way. Just... <laughs> I'll find a way. 
down the <laughs> down the what what river is it that we were on the pond columbia river is that where we we're on the pontoon boat we, we we took a nice little booze cruise while we were there last weekend or two weekends ago <laughs> in nashville yeah yes. in nashville oh yeah, yeah we we're yeah we were just I there don't know what lake, yeah i don't know what river that was so is it the cumberland could be so that starts i don't with really a, know that makes some sense that starts with a c we, we got go we, right we walked town? there from right, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah 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 i think that's a cumberland river okay don't quote yeah. me but yeah, we're we're everybody. Whitney Miller said it. That's what it's called. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, she's so dumb. It's not nope. Cumberland. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'm finding is a very common theme with you. It seems like you decide oh. you want to try something, and pretty quickly you're really Master, good at it, mastering like, it. You're going from I, I I'm wake surfing now. I'm professional. Eh, I'll be a pad. I'll be in pageants now. I'm Miss USA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm kickbox now. I'm a kickboxing a commentator going around the world. So with that track record, I kind of feel like the country music thing is going to be like I just dipped my toes and now I'm the next big thing. You know? Like, well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're hoping for here. Right. Right. <laughs> it seems like the pattern is there for sure. We're gonna give it hell. That's the truth of the matter. Is you know, at the end of the day, I don't know what's gonna happen. I hardly even know what I'm doing day to day when it comes to this. I feel like I'm just trying to figure it out. I always, I always liken this, this industry and what I'm doing to gambling. It's just like, you're going to throw it out there and see if it hits. And if it doesn't hit, then you just keep rolling the dice. Yeah. Um, and that's really the mentality that I'm taking to it. And I'm having a really good time. I'm having, you know, I, I, I feel so comfortable in who I am as a person. And, and sometimes I think, man, if only I would have done this earlier, Yeah, you know, and that's been something that's weighs on me every once in a while, but I don't think I would be able to make the music that I'm making now or know who I want to be as an artist or, you know, be able to stand up for what I believe in. Yeah, um, you've, you've lived a life and matured into the artist that you are. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if I would have done that if say I jumped into it at 22 or 20 yeah. or 18 or 25 for that matter. Sure. So I'm just Especially kind of trusting ex life experiences. You wouldn't have had them. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's just trusting that, you know, this is the time to do it. And, you know, we have the foot down on the, on the pedal. Yeah. And, uh, are you, uh, I know a lot of musicians now kind of the, 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 the plan is they is release single, you know, a couple months later, release another single and then eventually put them all together and kind of come out with an album since that keeps t people's attention spans longer. Is that kind of the plan with you? Yeah, I think that is the plan. Again, I'm figuring it out and, <laughs> you know, playing to my, to my own rules of like, Hmm, that sounds like a good idea. Let yeah. me do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think because I don't have a whole lot of music out there right now and because people know me from some of the other things that I've done in my life, I think it's really important for me to get music out there quick. Sure. So I, my plan is to release a new single every four weeks starting in January. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's going to be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time I say that, I'm like, why are you doing that? But you're doing it. We're yeah, doing it. Yeah. So every four weeks starting in January and then potentially it'll be you know, all compiled in, into an album or a double-sided EP or something sure, like that. But sure. really, we're just going to put as much music out there as we can. Awesome. Have you, have you found any resistance since, you know, all the things you have done and people are like, oh, she's just trying to sing. Everybody tries to sing. She's really a boxer, you know, a, 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 or any resistance for you? Not that I can say. Not that, it, not that people Good. have said to my face, at <laughs> least, you yeah. know, so... I don't know what goes behind closed doors, um, but for me, not really. I think when I talk to people about that specifically, I hear that it's 
honestly something that they like because they know that I'm going to put in the work, that it's not something that it's, I'm just going to throw it out there and, and not worry about it. They're like, okay, she's, excuse me. She's proven that she's a hard worker and that she's ambitious and that, you know, she really like follows things through. So if that's, if that's true for this, then that could be really beneficial. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, that's good. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you never know. And and that's something that I, something that I have a fear in my own head is that they'll just say, Oh, well, you know, you did these other things. So we'll just stick you in that box. But right. me being me, I'm always the one that's like, Oh, I'm going to break out of that box. Sweetheart. Yeah. You're going to get you, you out of me. that box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to blow that thing up and set it on fire and then run over it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, you know, like it's tough. That's so tough being jujitsu, but then scared to go on stage. You know, <laughs> it's two different things, but, you know, mental and physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, even jujitsu is mental, too. But for me, right. it was it was really about my voice. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I had a good voice. I thought it, I hated it. Even now, like oh. when I'm on stage, I have to really remind myself you have a good voice. It's okay. you're yeah. supposed to be up here you know, people like it. You're having a good time because for me, the main thing was just people judging me specifically on, on my voice. Yeah. And I think the nice thing about, I mean, the different thing, nice thing, whatever about being an independent artist and not being some major label musician who, you know, everybody loves cause there's so much marketing put into it. You know, if people like you, because it's not like somebody's pushing you out all over the place and you know what I mean? You don't have this false persona or anything. They're just coming to see you and your music and if they're if they're enjoying it, they like you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that should give you you know a little bit of confidence, being that you know there's there's no reason for them to. I mean, you know, like we talked about Matt, no reason for him to like take the chance unless he honestly believed in you. There's no real reason for people to be like, yeah, you're great, unless they think you're great, right? So mm-hmm. that is very true. Something oh. I have to remind myself. <laughs> yeah, it's easier <laughs> said than done, right? For sure, right? It's for just sure. so funny, you know, like humans, we just at least for me and a lot of people that I talk to, we just constantly go to what the negative is, sure. you know, it's like, it's way easier to pick out all of the ways that we mess up instead of all of the ways we do a really good job. Oh yeah. You know, I, I used to be asked or asked my people that I used to work with, like, tell me three things that you could celebrate about yourself. God, it would take him forever. But if I asked <laughs> you, give me one thing that you messed up on, boom, you got it immediately. Yeah. That's and point. so it's something that I'm like, trying to reframe within my within myself to to boost that confidence i hear you i hear you so is, is your writing probably you mentioned that you're going to write in the morning so it's a pre-scheduled it um, is yes boy that uh do you have just ideas going into it or how do you set yourself up to how do you not get writer's block yeah i think for me kind of what i mentioned earlier is is pulling on personal experiences. If I'm trying to create a story out of thin air, it's harder for me. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have notes in my phone. I could just scroll through constantly. So anytime I'm at a show or if I'm even like sitting here on an interview or talking to a friend, if something comes up that I'm like, ah, that's actually a, a really good idea. Maybe I could write about that. I just write it, write it in my phone. And so tomorrow I I don't necessarily know what we're going to write about. I don't, okay. I don't really have, you know, one idea in my head, but maybe something will come up in my dreams tonight. A lot of the times, like my dreams will bring ideas for songwriting. Have you woken um, up in the middle of the night and taken notes? I have. Yeah. Yep. 
I have. I mean, I've written full songs in my dreams. Now, <laughs> no. trying to get it out of my head onto paper while right. I'm still kind of asleep without losing it, that's what I'm still trying to master. Right. But I'll be in my dream like, God, look at me go. I'm writing this whole song. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't get it out. Um, don't wake up. Don't wake up. Don't wake don't up. Don't wake up. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, but, I would think thinking of a song in the shower and how do you bring your electric phone <laughs> to write down ideas in the shower but you know that's where i get my ideas you get a waterproof tablet that you can write on oh, there you go oh there or you go. have i have waterproof like uh they have like a pencil with pad and paper that you there can you write on oh, stick yeah. it yeah I, I literally have that and that's what i do because i come up with most of my ideas in the shower you have but to, yeah if I have like a melody or something in the shower, I will get out of the shower, water everywhere, grab my phone. And like a lot of my voice recordings, you just hear shower in the background. <laughs> nice, nice. It's just me trying to not forget the melody that I just came up with. Sure. Showers are great. Showers like my, if there's one favorite place on the planet, I think it's a shower. Yeah. And you hear that a lot because, you know, like the science behind it and that you're the task of showering apparently is so easy and so so repetitious that you kind of disassociate from everything else. And that's why you're able to bring all that stuff out. Interesting. Like it just kind of comes to you because you're so you can do this in your sleep, you know? So all of a sudden you're just because let's face it, we all in the shower, you will come up with the most, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's where you have all life's epitome or epiphanies, right? Right. Like, they all come to you there. So, and then I dry off and I'm like, what did I do? Yeah, what was that? Yeah. And then it's too late. You got, that's why you got to write it down in the shower. Listen, that's really interesting mr yeah. analysis over here i didn't know yeah. <laughs> i know good to know i have wondered that before like why is the shower such an idea i probably, I probably saw that on joe rogan I, i'm just you know i gotta be it's honest it's okay you probably messed it up <laughs> probably. none of it's true oh he, he just made it up yeah, that's fine <laughs> it's all a lie it Don't sounded worry. good we believe you that's what we do and i just gotta say when you're when you're writing songs tomorrow morning just remember the beard rhymes with weird so if you want to just to help you out, you know, if you want to write about this experience, I won't take offense. The to... weird beard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I like where I you're going. I with don't that. know what rhymes with dimples. Pimples. <laughs> Please don't do that. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> you look pretty simple Nipples. in that shirt. <laughs> simple. I can go with simple. <laughs> let's leave the let's leave pimples out. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh goodness. I have this will be a really interesting song. <laughs> yeah, what wouldn't it? You know what the worst part for you tomorrow morning is you're gonna be like. God damn it. Now I'm thinking about that. I am. That's the thing. I'm going to wake up and start thinking about pimples and dimples and the weird beard. I hate those guys. <laughs> Get out of my head. Uh, maybe that'll spark a really good song there. So go. we'll see. There it'll it'll go. spark a scary song for Halloween coming up or there something or a horror. There you go. <laughs> so you've, you've also been in the world of podcasting. Is your podcast coming back at any time? I'm going to start my own separate okay. of that. So that was, you know, I feel like that chapter is closed for sure, me, sure. Okay. particularly when it comes to true sex and wild love, just because I really enjoyed it. We had a great time. My co-host that I had, she's moving on to different things. I was moving on to music and, you know, moving out of the state and just kind of trying to figure out what my life was going to be. And yeah. so now I'm in a place where I want to start my own show that encompasses just, you know, lifestyle and, and people that I find interesting. And yeah, we'll talk about love and relationships, but also bring on artists and songwriters. And, uh, I just, I just want to talk about things that interest me and yeah. I've always had a good time podcasting. You know, our last podcast was super successful and, yeah. uh, I just think it'll be a, a really cool thing to add to, 
to my repertoire when it comes to being an artist as well. Cause you really don't see a whole lot of artists hosting their own, own shows. Right. Right. Yeah. And you have, so, a, obviously you have a bevy of talent to, to pull from in Nashville. I mean, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of local, we, we've uh, Monica Llewellyn is a local musician in Nash- Nashville who we've had on the show and uh, who we, we just went back and that's, I mean, not the reason we, but we saw her a couple times while we were back and, and uh, she's fantastic and was a great, you know, great interview you know has great singer. so much music in her head so mm. there's just so much to pull from out there so so it, it seemed like you had kind of two podcasts because the first one was kind of your journey early on right with your transition or your you know your your training oh yeah, yeah yeah so that was like a youtube series that we did for that combat journey or something right yeah the combat journey was like a, a youtube series that we had okay. we started like a little bit of a podcast with that but i don't even really count that one gotcha um but it was mainly a youtube series that just followed my my transition from like pageants into i think we called it like tiaras to tap out that's what something. Yeah. perfect <laughs> perfect i was yeah. watching them on youtube so that makes sense yeah yeah exactly which was fun. I mean, I loved, I loved doing that as well. Um, but that was just like one kind of docu series of that. And then we moved into the love and relationship space with my co-host Wednesday Martin. So what prompted that? What prompted, I want to talk about relationships and sex and that stuff to the public. Yeah. I've always just, I've been like, we talked about it, you know, I've been one that to push the boundaries all the time. And I, I hate that a lot of those topics are taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally think that they should be taboo, yeah. um, because if you're not thinking about, if you're not thinking about sex, you're probably thinking about how you're going to get it or how you're not getting enough or how you don't want to have it anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I met my co-host, Dr. Wednesday Martin, and she's a social scientist who specializes in female sexuality and female infidelity. And she had a book called untrue that was just mind boggling on yeah. the science, the new science of of female infidelity and monogamy and all of that. And I knew that I wanted her to be my co-host that she would bring a really cool kind of scientific backing and data driven backing to the podcast. And she agreed. And so we just, we just went with it and we had all kinds of different experts from doctors to scientists, to researchers, to escorts, to authors and business owners and everything in between. Jason and Katie were on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, so, it wasn't like your subject matters were lightly brought in. It was let's go into the the good stuff. Oh, let's yeah, just we talk about the right it. stuff. Yeah. Right. We didn't want to sugarcoat it. It's like if you're coming to listen to the podcast, you're gonna you're gonna hear a really honest, raw, no boundary type of conversation. Um, and it was so it was a, it was a lot of fun to do that. And I learned so much. I met so many amazing people and yeah. people's you know, still recognize me from the show, which is awesome because cool. it mean, it means that we're, you know, sharing a, a story and a narrative that a lot of people are either too afraid to, to hear or to share on their own, um, or they just don't have access to it. Sure. Well, I think that's it. A lot of people don't know where to look for it, to learn about it. And I think mm-hmm. you're, and you had a good 40, 40 episodes out there. So you had a lot of, yeah, I a think- lot of subject matter. Yeah, I think we maybe even have more than that. I can't oh, quite okay. remember, but yeah, where we're at with that. But we had a good amount. Your your statement about the fact that everybody's either thinking about sex or wanting sex, you know, is obvious in the how popular the podcast was because you guys were, I mean, over a million downloads. And I mean, a popular, I mean, it's hard 
you know, we know it's hard to, yeah. to get that kind of an audience. So that's, that's incredible. Right. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, people are still listening to it. I think we're oh, close yeah. to 2 million downloads at this point. Well, I can and... tell you, I'm going to be going back and listening to some of it because I just found out about it. So, and I listened to a little bit of Jason and Katie, cause I love Jason and, 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 and Katie, but, um, so I'm definitely going to go back and, and check some more of it out because it's, yeah. it's a good podcast for sure. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It, it was a good time. It was, it'll ruffle some feathers, but I think at the end of the day, that's good. You know, I want, I, why live in this little comfortable little life? Sometimes you just need to have a little, your feathers ruffled. Every feathers need to be ruffled. Believe me. We, we had yeah. another, we had another Miller on last night, Christy Miller. She's a comedian and mm. she, she's, oh, yeah, she's a feather ruffler. She ruffled <laughs> right. a lot of feathers. <laughs> she's fantastic. So us so, Millers, you know, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you on your toes. We like it. We like it. So I got to Gun, gun to your head, which city is better, Austin or Nashville? Right now, I would say Nashville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hate saying that because, you know, I'm a born and raised Texan. Yeah. And if someone were to ask me that and they didn't see this podcast, I would probably lie and say Austin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually really like, I like Nashville. I always say that Nashville's Austin like seven years ago. Okay. And right. so it's like still keeping up. It still has like some of its charm. Um, Austin is just crazy right now. It's almost unrecognizable about how, you know, how the city is so many yeah. people moving there, which is just awesome. But when we talk about music, you have to go searching for the music there, you know, here it slaps you in the face. Like you can't, Everywhere. you would have to be like running for miles just to get away from live music here in oh, Nashville yeah. Yeah. and Austin, you better go, you better go searching for it. I was going to say comedy seems to have taken over Austin. So it's giant comedy scene now, but comedy is really big. Tech is really big. Yeah. You know, a sure. bunch of businesses are coming in, which is cool too. But you know, for me, there's no other place in the world that I feel like I could be or would want to be for what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You got any uh, favorite local hangouts in Nashville since you, since you Ooh. moved there? We, uh, yeah. we were, I was just there for the second time this year and I, I love sun diner. Such a great, I haven't been there. great breakfast spot. Okay. And, uh, noted. Yeah. And then, uh, my, my favorites on Broadway. I love the mellow mushroom and nudies are my two favorites that, that I've been in. So I'm a good, I really like kid rocks on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. I do. It's such a cool stage. It's such a cool <laughs> stage. It's pretty like redneck and I love that. And yeah. it's loud and it's in your face. It is loud. Yes. So yeah, that's probably my go-to when it comes to Broadway. But I also love like 1230 Club, real swanky. Okay. I can get down swanky with velvet chairs and things like that. Nice. Um I'm trying to think what else on Broadway I like, but those are probably my We were go-to. we spent an evening on uh, Printer's Alley that was mm. just phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's supposed to be boogie- really nice. Yeah. Boogie Blue? No. The, the boogie bar boogie and blues bar boogie blue bar blues bar yeah something like that if you haven't been that was we had a blast we ended up we 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 tried to move around and have a, like a drink or two and move on we stayed for hours oh, we were there for hours yeah just because it was so much fun yeah great mm-hmm. great band just a neat neat layout i yeah yeah so mm-hmm. printer's alley i i really enjoyed i hear really good things i have not explored printers printers alley like i like I should, I've been to one place, but I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now, sure. but I do send people there. Like I act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people come and ask me, what should we do? It's off Broadway. I'm like, well, you go to printer's alley. It's supposed to be really cool. They have great jazz bands and blues bands. And it's just a completely different vibe than Broadway. But maybe one day I'll stop 
talking out of my butt and really go <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> you're, but you're, you want to go see country. You're, you know, right now you're yeah. in the country. Yeah. Yeah. You so, got, yeah, exactly. You got plenty of time. It's not going anywhere. It's not true. And, and I was, I was surprised I was there in February and then I, we were just there and just how much busier it was just oh. in 10 months was just shocking. And I get the weather's a little better. So that's part of it. But I feel like Nashville tourist wise just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's mind boggling. Like yeah. you'll look down Broadway at 2 PM on a right? Wednesday afternoon and it's just slammed and yeah. people are hammered and hooting <laughs> and hollering. And like, it is wild. I've never seen anything like it. No, it surprised me is I would get up and it's like 10 o'clock. The, those, those, uh, moving taverns were already going. <laughs> oh, yeah. People are playing and it's like, they're ready to go. I mean, it's full on go. So, Oh yeah. There's like, it's, it, there's hardly any off switch here. And if there is, it's for like a 30 minute period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the people go home to change and then come right back and then out. Come back. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. I I really enjoyed Legends. I loved Legends. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool bar too. Yep. yep. That was one of my favorites. And Ellen and I really really liked Ellen Jackson's bar. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, I, I mean, everything either. down there is fantastic. AJ's. But... Yeah, I don't remember exactly the name. I, I can't remember. There's so many of them down there. It's hard to remember what's. Yeah, and they just keep popping up. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So, so what's next? Where, where, where are you going? Are you going to be, will you be touring? Hopefully I don't have anything in the books just yet. Okay. Um, okay. But right now, you know, I'm in the studio today and tomorrow and we're working on all of these new songs. Um, the next song we'll be uh, releasing is called 15 minutes of fame. Okay. And um, so we're just going to be, you know, powering through those songs and I'd love to do a little tour. So that's definitely in the cards coming up. I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. We would, we'll have some fun with that. Do you have a time frame on the, po your new podcast or it's just in the starting stages? It's in the starting stages. It's just me sitting down in front of the mic and making it happen. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, I have some resistance to it because I'm so used to having a co-host that I'm dealing with. Oh, maybe you're not going to be good enough without a co-host. It's all those like dumb fears that, I continue to work through every single sure. day. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I'm all set up and ready to go. I know how to run a podcast already, you know, cuz I've already done it for a couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah, if you just want to give me some encouragement, I'll make it happen. <laughs> well, from talking to you, you're going to do a you, wonderful job. You, yeah, Thank right. You. I was going to say you have two you have two views every week for sure. Yeah. So, right on. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. So, <laughs> and very natural. You're very natural talking and just very yeah, just very natural. I guess Great. that's the best way to thank it. you. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that and use it as my as my fuel. It's there just crazy how like resistance and procrastination and all that works. You're your own worst enemy, aren't you? Sometimes or yeah. every all of us is what I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, we wanted to start this for a year or two before we actually did, and now we you know go back and kick ourselves because now we're you know so right. we could be we're we're coming up on episode 100, so we're we're ooh congratulations yeah Thank it's you, yeah. pretty exciting we got some big plans in the in the works for episode 100 so we're <laughs> keep going on right on how far are you guys away from that uh oh, this 10. yeah the, you'll be episode 90 or 91 somewhere in there Ooh, yeah you're right around the corner i think we're going to record it we'll record the episode the week between christmas and new year perfect so congrats yeah that's huge yeah people don't understand like getting past there's like some crazy stat about how many podcasts fail before mm. episode 13 is that what it is like, 13 
90% of podcasts don't okay. make it past 13% or 13 episodes or something oh, like wow. that. It's insane. It's some yeah. astronomical number. Well, if we were going to fail, it was going to be after episode 14 because our first, <laughs> our first 13 were audio only. Number 14 was our first guest. We, we, we booked a Playboy Playmate. Our first guest, it was going to be our first one on video. And I forgot to turn the fucking camera. <laughs> oh, hail. <laughs> so you talk Oops. about, you talk about, you know, Oops. dwelling on the failures. That one sticks with me more than any of the great episodes we've had. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and then having to tell her, oops, sorry. Right. Your beautiful face. We forgot to. Didn't quite make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. make the episode. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what? Growing pains. <sighs> now look how professional we are. Well, that's the thing. If you can't look back, that's what I was talking about my podcast. When I look at my podcast, if you can't look back at episode one and be like, oh my God, that was we a disaster. Suck. We <laughs> suck. Then you're doing something wrong because yeah. you need to look back at your first episodes or your first songs or your first whatever and say like, Jesus, I can't believe I put that out. Because <laughs> that just fun. means you're getting better. Yeah. And it's funny. I can remember when we put it out and we had three or four out and you're promoting like you want people just go listen to the first one. I would never recommend Not somebody anymore. listen to the first one. No, please don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, well, what I, I want to touch on, because I'm not sure, but you're a transitional coach. I was, I don't know, not a, not a transitional coach. Okay. Um, I was more transformational. So transformational. Yeah. It was, was more along the lines. It was mainly love and relationships. Okay. Um, and then it kind of turned into dealing with fear and, you know, transforming into you know exactly who it is that you want to be and just yeah. giving like a different perspective to people I don't do that anymore okay um but it was something I worked with CEOs celebrities wow. Olympic athletes Hall of Famers it was a it was a very rewarding uh uh client base that I had and a very rewarding job that I had for so long because you really get deep with people you know mm -hmm. and and for me, my goal was to give them a very unbiased, very truthful um, perspective and a little bit of guidance, but in order for them to make their own decisions. I'm not here to tell you how you want to, how you should live your life. And I'm certainly not going to tell anybody that because it's mm -hmm. their life. They get to decide, you know, for themselves, but sometimes just having like a slightly different perspective um, can help with that. And it was a lot of fun. And then I got to the point to where I realized I wanted to do music so badly that I wasn't able to be as present for them as I think sure. I yeah, should have been. Be, and so yeah. at, at the end of the day, I felt like I was doing a disservice. So I knew I needed to step back from the practice and, and fully, you know, dive into music. Go okay. for it and go for it. Dive yeah, I was in, curious if you still did it. So. Dive into the deep end of the pool. No, I still get, I still get messages about it. Hey, when are you still coaching? I still, you know, get messages from old clients and new people wondering if that's still something I do, but. I don't. It's not. It's not okay. where my heart is right yeah, now. Fair. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. If you're not, your heart's not in it. It doesn't pay to. Yeah. Do yeah. And I just had for to you or to them. That. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Either one. I mean, you both have to be when you're working with somebody in that intimate of a container. You know, you have to be there. Like nothing in your life, nothing in my life matters. My bias or thoughts or opinions or emotions do not matter when yeah. it comes to that. You know, you just have to be like so clear. And mm -hmm. it got to a point to where I didn't feel like I could do that. So I had to listen to it. It was scary because it was a very successful business and I fully enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. But I just knew. I just had to knew. go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. All right. 
Um, my last compliment to you is my so far favorite song of yours is Let's Do It Wrong. Ooh, thank you. I I listened to that one over and over a couple of times and I really enjoy that one. And I it's just a the deep and a fun song at the same time. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how else to say it. For yeah. me, for me, anyways. Yeah, I I love that song. That was one of my very first songs. I originally was gonna write that as more of like a tongue in cheek song, okay. and then it became very real. Then <laughs> <laughs> it just like got down to like the depth of it. Um, and I wrote that with Paco Estrada out of out of Dallas. Okay. Um, who Matt knows pretty well as well, and um. <clears throat> Yeah, it was it's one of it's one of my favorite songs too. And it's funny that you mentioned that. I did an interview maybe last week and the the guy that was hosting the interview said the same thing. Oh, so okay. maybe I'll have to release that one. You know, yeah. I haven't I haven't thought about that in a while, but well, I might have to do that. I might have to go. do that. Well, it, it's I'll cowgirl up and <laughs> and put cowgirl it up, up dive into the deep end of the pool and go for it. Two separate right. people bring it up and within right. a week, that's kind of a sign. So. I know. I it's know. a wonderful I, I love it. So anyway. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I compliment you on that song. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you listen to the to send that music on there because that's those are my first ones and I go back and listen like, oh God. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. They'll all get better. Yes. We're on the up. <sighs> well, thank you so much for for giving us some time we really appreciate it oh, mm-hmm. so much appreciate it yeah. yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me this has yeah, been bet. fun it was Very a blast fun. so promo away promo anything you want to promo and we'll all right i will you guys can follow me on um instagram twitter tiktok all of the things it's uh wit in love w-h-i-t-n-l-o-v-e and um i'm playing whiskey jam you know here i don't know when this comes out but yeah, it'll be put- it'll be after that you've already okay. played whiskey jam i yeah. already <laughs> played whiskey jam and we completely crushed it yeah, absolutely <laughs> But yeah, so new music will be coming out in January and you can look at my website and see some of the other music that we did at WhitneyMillerMusic.com. Perfect. We're looking forward to it every four weeks. Every four a weeks. new song. That'll be awesome. That's we're, right. We're going to go for it. We're watching the channel. We're subscribed. We're watching the channel. So we're, we're going to know. <laughs> awesome. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Thank you, Whitney. Enjoy. Have a great night. Say, say good night to Penny. Yes. I will. I will for sure. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. 
See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid.